Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over some things to know about commercial pool service accounts. These are your apartment complexes, hotels, HOAs, things of that nature where they have a community pool. And I'll go over some details if you're considering servicing a commercial account on your pool route. Leslie's Pool Supplies is a proud partner of the Pool Guy Podcast Show. Leslie's Pool Supplies has been do-it-yourselfers and pool trade professionals trusted partners since 1963, providing quality products and services to make pool care easy and solutions and expertise to do it right. So before you consider doing commercial service accounts, there are a couple things that you need to have in place before you even do a bid on one. The first thing you need to do is to have a general liability insurance policy. Typically, commercial accounts will require you to have the highest amount of liability, which in the case of most of them would be $2 million per occurrence and a $4 million total policy. Now, if you're interested in the insurance, um, SPA, SPPA.com, or actually it's the SPPA.com, does have a policy for commercial accounts with those limits. So you can, of course, learn more about that by going to their website, If you join my coaching group, you'll get 10% off of that rate. So keep that in mind if you you decide to get um, that particular policy. So first thing is to have a general liability insurance, and typically it's the maximum policy required by most of the commercial accounts that you're going to bid on. And if you have employees, they may require you to to show them the workers' comp policy, things of that nature. But for the liability insurance, you're going to want to see a certificate of insurance and any insurance company they have a policy with should provide you with that certificate so that you can provide it to the person who is running that commercial facility. And then the next thing you need to know is that you need to be CPO certified in most states to do commercial pools. CPO certification is basically an open book test that you would take that has a lot of the regulations as well as the chemistry so that you can actually manage the commercial pool appropriately And you can also talk to the health department when your pool gets audited by them or inspected by them. You'll have a better idea of what they're looking for. So the CPO certification is important in that respect. And you can get CPO certified through uh, the Pool and Hot Tub Alliance. You can go to their website, nspf.org, and then slash CPO. Or you can just Google CPO certification and you'll get different organizations that actually offer the course. It's not just offered through the Pool and Hot Tub Alliance, but other vendors also offer this particular course to take to be CPO certified. So in order for you to do most commercial accounts in most states, you'll need that CPO certification, and of course you're going to need that certificate of insurance. And as an alternative to the CPO course, a lot of counties will offer a test for you to take to be certified to do commercial accounts. Different counties have different regulations. 
but the CPO certification is more like a universal certification and it might be better to go that route because if you do go to the county like for instance if you go to the Los Angeles County and get certified as a one-day course here in California but you may be bordered with San Bernardino County and Riverside County and so therefore you're gonna have to take certifications in all of those if you have pools in different counties so the CPO would definitely be better if you're in an area where you border multiple counties. So those are the things you need to have in place before you even consider bidding on a commercial account. And then, of course, on the flip side, is it even worth doing commercial pool service accounts? And there are a lot of pitfalls with the commercial pools. Um, one of the main pitfalls is the heavy usage of a lot of these accounts. And this is one thing that you need to be aware of that if you have any pools on your route right now that are heavy use by the family that's living in the house or you may do an Airbnb and the pool is getting heavy use, you're going to see that translated to a commercial account and it's going to be exponentially worse in many ways because the pool is going to be used by, if it's an apartment complex with maybe 50 units, you figure at any given day there's going to be 10 to 20 people in the summer in the pool there if you have larger complexes or multiple pools, you're going to have even more usage out of that. A lot of times they'll prop the door open and then friends and family or neighbors can come into the commercial account and use it. Very common for that to happen. I did commercial pool service for many years. I don't have any commercial pool accounts on my route currently, but I had some in the past. And many years I did commercial pool service and there's a whole different layer to it. You have to really be able to deal with the management company so your business skills have to be extremely sharp and really you can't really do this if you're just starting out and you're learning how to do the business and talking to customers because when you're dealing with the management companies or the HOA you're going to really have to be on on the ball to get things done and to get things pushed through and what I mean by that is basically you're going to be fighting to get anything done unlike a residential account where the customer is pretty easygoing when you tell them that you need to replace the motor or the filter. The main question you're going to get from the homeowner is how much does it cost for that. But with the management company, they're going to want you to explain in detail why you have to do that. They may fudge and hedge and see if you can repair it. And it may be a big delay getting anything done with certain management companies. I think dealing with HOAs is a lot easier. I'm actually the president on my community. There's no pool in here, thankfully. Um, but I do have another rental with a pool. And what you have with HOA is a sinking fund. So basically, um, HOAs have a budget. And then they also have a company that audits and also recommends X amount of years per common area. And so a typical HOA will have their pool and spa and it'll be itemized of how long the pump will last, the filter, when they have to resurface the pool. All of this will be a percentage of their, hopefully a reserve fund if they're run correctly. And so dealing with HOAs is much easier because if you say that the motor needs to be replaced, they can check this chart by an independent company and it will show them that yes, it has reached the end of its lifespan. And I get to see this chart from my other property and it is pretty accurate because it shows the pool surface is 10 to 15 years, which is about average. And it shows the pool pump um, at 5 to 8 years for the pump and motor together. And I think it's fairly accurate. So it's much easier to approach the HOA 
and tell them they need to replace something, whereas the management companies of the apartment complex or hotels don't have access to these independent charts of the kind of when the equipment's going to, you know, have a lifespan or the actual lifespan of equipment. So they're kind of in the dark about it and getting the approval is much dif more difficult. So be aware that getting things done, depending on if it's a HOA or a management company, could be a big hurdle with a commercial pool and you may have to suffer through running the pool um, with substandard equipment until you get the approval if it ever comes down the pike. So that's one thing that is one of the things that always frustrated me was when I requested them to replace something, even something simple like some parts in the filter. Most of the commercial accounts should have sand filters, but those with DE filters, it's really tough to get them to approve just replacing a grid in there. So it can be a, a real headache and real frustrating to you at that point. And also getting paid on time with these commercial management companies can be very difficult also, depending on, again, the company. HOAs are much easier. I was at the pool show a couple years ago, and I was talking to a commercial pool company in San Diego, and all they do is HOA communities. They won't touch any apartment complexes or hotels because of the fact they don't get paid on time. Whereas with an HOA, they'll pay you because it's in their budget to cut the check to you every month, and so you're not going to have a problem getting your money unless the HOA is bankrupt or something. Um, but in most cases, dealing with an HOA community pool is much easier than dealing with a commercial management company. They don't pay on time, and they try to squeeze as much time out of the payment process as possible. So don't be surprised if the payments are delayed with a management company versus an HOA. I'm not going to touch too much on it in this podcast, but I'll briefly mention the health inspector in your area is going to inspect the pool to make sure that the chemistry is in range. And I'll cover this on a separate podcast, and I'll go over some of the things that the health inspector is actually looking for. And I'll go over some tips on dealing with the health inspector in a separate podcast on commercial pools for you. But just to let you know that they can shut the pool down if the chemistry is out of range. They can shut the pool down if someone reports someone swimming in the pool with open sores. They can shut the pool down if someone reports a diaper in the pool. These are all things that could happen and have happened to me. And so definitely be aware that another layer of commercial pool service is dealing with kind of a whole new bureaucracy of the health department. If you're doing residential pools, you never have to worry about the health inspector walking back there and closing down a pool on you. But with a commercial pool, you may lose sleep some nights wondering if the next day your pool will be shut down because there's something out of balance in the pool or one of the residents called in something to the health department and they have to shut the pool down. So these are all things that definitely should concern you because you're making typically a lot more money on a commercial account. You're going there multiple times a week. And again, I'll cover this in another podcast. I'll cover uh, how many times a week you should go to a commercial pool, the optimal time, and how to kind of sell that to the management company. A lot of times they want to limit their cost again, and so they don't want you there more than once a week, which is mostly unsustainable in a commercial account. So I'll definitely touch on that also in future recordings on commercial pools. But I just wanted to give you a brief introduction and talk about some of the things that I think you need to have in place, which is number one, the general liability insurance, number two, the CPO certification, and number three, a good business sense of how to operate a pool company because you're going to be dealing with not just a homeowner but with management companies, with HOA boards, 
with the health department, with individual uh, occupants of the units that you're servicing. You may run into some pretty strange characters at these complexes, and so you're going to have to be aware and have enough business established to deal with these things. So if you're just starting out in the business, I would probably highly recommend you staying away from commercial accounts. These are more for the seasoned companies or for those who have maybe a business background. They can deal with these kind of things more easily than the average person starting out. And I'll also cover the bidding process for commercial accounts in later series in this particular um, series of podcasts on commercial service accounts. And I'll cover um, some pitfalls in your billing. And just about every aspect of commercial service accounts I'll be covering in this series. And I'll just keep adding on to it like the other series that I record on specific topics. So that's the beginning of your commercial account education. They are a whole different breed of service accounts. And there's many, many layers of servicing commercial accounts that um, if you don't want to service commercial accounts, I completely understand. I got tired of it myself. And if you don't even want to start doing any commercial accounts, that's highly understandable. But on the flip side of that, they can be highly profitable and lucrative if you do it correctly and if you have the right business mindset for it. And if you're looking for more podcasts, you can actually go to my website, swimperlearning.com, and scroll down the homepage, and I have a podcast index, and I'll be indexing all of these podcasts on commercial pool service also inside that index in the blog article. And if you're in the service industry and you're looking to enhance your business or you're just starting out, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits there, including the ability to call me and text me in real time, plus great discounts on things like your general liability insurance, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, and other discounts. You can learn more about that at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.